Welcome to the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast, episode 356. Hello, everyone. Tom Purcell here. Thank you so much for joining us. So glad that you did. If you're a rookie or you're a veteran, doesn't matter. We're just glad that you joined us. Our special guest joins us today. She's in the state of Florida. She is one of the great, great young players in the world. Courtesy of our friends at Skechers, Miss Brooke Henderson. Brooke, thanks so much. Uh, it's great to have you with us today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Our listeners tell us, Brooke, one of the things they love to hear about when we talk to great players out on tour is how they how they fell in love with the game. Everybody fell in love with it somehow. Somebody got us started. There's an aunt, an uncle, a, a grandfather, or a father. I looked at your case. It was like you had an army around you, didn't you? Everybody was playing. Um, yes, I started playing golf when I was very young, like three, four years old. Um, it was pretty special because I started around the same time as my older sister and she's six years older than I am. So she was around nine and my dad would take us out to the course and it was just a great way that we could spend time together and and bond. And my dad is still my coach to this day, um, which is pretty cool too. So I was just my whole family except for my mom my mom still doesn't play but my whole family um just loves the game of golf and it's just a great way that we can you know be out on the course and spend time together and I always look forward to that opportunity and it's cool now because my older sister now caddies for me as I mentioned my dad's my coach so even though I'm out on tour we're still all together do you think having the old your older sister not only that get fell the love of the game but also the competitiveness in you for sure. You know, um, my sister being six years older than I am, I was growing up, I was always trying to compete with her, um, always trying to outdrive her, which I think is how I got the swing the way it is, <laughs> you know, kind of unorthodox, but um, pretty powerful <laughs> just because I was trying to hit it as far as I could to, to try to outdrive her. And, you know, it was always a, a big deal for me when we both made par in a hole or when the first time that I, I uh, beat her in 18 holes, um, it was just a huge um, huge deal for me because she was such a talented player, um, played for Canada's national team and went to the States on a scholarship and, and, you know, played three or four events in the LPGA tour as well. So very talented player. Um, and I was just always trying to be like her. Well, you had an incredible amateur career. Most of it was, you were a young teenager at the time. Uh, share with us a little bit about that. And is you won so many events, is it, is there any one or two that are extra special that stand out to you from your, uh, from your young days? Um, yeah, uh, junior golf and amateur golf, it was a lot of fun. You know, I made a lot of friends and I was really fortunate. I was able to travel a lot too. um, you know, growing up in Canada, I started out just doing the local things. And then as I continued to get better and better, moved on to provincial and then the national. And then, you know, when I was good enough to compete in, in the U.S. And, and travel internationally, that was a, that was a big deal. And, you know, um, I was able to win quite a few events, which was pretty cool. I think, you know, becoming the number one ranked amateur in the world was probably uh, one of my highlights for my amateur career, just because it proved that I was ready to go to the next level and and turn pro, which I did at age 17. I was pretty young and there were a lot of people, you know, that I thought maybe I was making a mistake and should have gone to college. Um, But at the time I was ready for that next step. 17 turning pro and you're having to do Monday qualifiers. I I can't think of anything 
that I can think of that's more pressure than having the Monday qualifier for events? Because, I mean, there's a handful of spots, right? Share with us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Very nerve-wracking for sure. Uh, you know, that first year I, I didn't have LBGA Tour status, so yeah, I was Monday qualifying and asking tournament sponsors for um, invitations into their events, and I really had to piece uh, the schedule together. But, yeah, those Monday qualifiers, there's usually two um, spots, and depending on where we are in the United States, um, sometimes the field is very large. Sometimes there's not as many, which makes it a little bit easier. But, you know, you have to go out and you have to shoot four or five under par, um, even if you if you just want the opportunity to, to play the rest of the week. So, yeah, I think it taught me a lot, though, about, you know, just really focusing and when the pressure's on, you know, being able to just take one shot at a time, but knowing you have to continue to push for birdies. Um, and I think I was able to use that mindset of Monday qualifying um, into later in the week, Thursday through Sunday. Um, and now on tour as a regular, you know, I try to keep that same mindset of always pushing forward and chasing birdies. Just again, it seems so tough because you you always hear so many times, man. I hope I have my A game today. I'm, I'm bringing my A game, and on Monday you better have the A game, right? Because like you said, you got to shoot some low numbers to have that get that one or second spot, and sometimes it's a first alternate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just really um, you hope and pray that your game is there. Um, but like I said, you know, it's just kind of that mindset of always just trying to, you know, make birdies and try to shoot a low score. So sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but for the most part, um, back in 2016, uh, I was able to get into quite a few events. And speaking of going low and speaking of 2016, that was a special, special week at Sahali at the women's uh, PGA. You had to go low the last day. Share with us what was going through your mind because uh, you're a ways back and uh, you shot the number and tell us what all happened. Yeah, you know, Sahali will always hold a special place in my heart. And, you know, winning my first major there at age 18 was was very cool. And it would, the week just started out perfect <laughs> from the start. You know, I had a hole-in-one on Thursday, won a car, gave it to my older sister. I um, uh, had the first round lead. Then Friday, Saturday was kind of just, you know, mediocre, solid rounds, just kind of keep myself um, within a few shots. And then that Sunday, everything clicked and was able to shoot 65, um, made a a clutch par save on the 72nd hole, um, which then got my spot into the playoff at the time versus world number one, Mm -hmm. Lydia, um, who, as we all know, is a phenomenal player. So um, definitely nerves were pretty high going into that playoff. But, you know, I kind of knew that I had – one shot here and I had to, uh, you know, try to make the most of it. So I was trying to go out and, and, and play solid. And I knew the longer that the playoff went on, the odds are probably not in my favor. So I was able to go out and birdie um, the first playoff hole. And that was good enough to um, for me to be able to hoist that trophy that afternoon. So very, very special. And it was just one of those times that everything seemed to go my way, which is pretty awesome. Great for Canada, too. First Canadian to win a major in 48, 48 years. Is that right? On the women's side, it was um, first, I think, in, to win in 48 years, which is um, pretty crazy. And I have so many fans from back home in Canada, and the support from back home is really cool. So when I can you know, break some records from up there, it's always a good feeling. 
Brooke, you're brought to us today by our friends and your friends at Skechers. Uh, you got a great relationship with them. Talk about that. That's it's great to hear when you, we have something like this come together. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so happy to be a part of the, the Skechers family, and it's been over five years now, um, which is pretty crazy and, and awesome. And you know, I can work really closely with them on feedback and you know the development process of, of new shoes, which I think is pretty cool. Um, you know that they care what I think and how I can perform better and they, you know, do their best to make that happen, which I think is, is an amazing relationship to have, you know, partner and athlete. And I'm just grateful that we were able to find each other over five years ago and, you know, look forward to um, a long relationship together. When I think of Skechers, I think of comfort. And and just being you guys being out there for four and a half, six hours, you're maybe playing golf for, what, 30 minutes? The rest of it's standing and walking. I would think comfort's got to be huge for you, isn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, the the rounds are very long and in all sorts of different terrain and landscapes and, and weather. Um, so having the comfort there is really important and also having the shoe perform. Um, and that's two things that Skechers do extremely well is the comfort and the performance. And, you know, even my sister carrying the big heavy bag, um, <laughs> it's, you know, like anywhere from 30 to 50 pounds. Um, so she has to, you know, be comfortable walking up those huge hills and, and, and in the rain. Um, so uh, Skechers, you know, works really, really well for her too. And they have, you know, some newer comfort technologies like the ArchFit insoles, which feels great, and the Hyperburst um, cushioning, which um, I, I really enjoy that one. And it's just great to have a company that, you know, really just wants your feedback and, and really uses it to help you um, become a better player, which I think is really neat. Boy, that is so good to hear. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you joining us today. I mean, you're a busy lady and we appreciate you carving out the time. you got a lot of golf left. Where can we watch you this year? What's what's on the schedule? Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to next week going out to Hawaii, um, which will be pretty cool. I was able to win that event twice, um, so lots of great memories out there. So hopefully we can you know, take some of that and use it this year and kind of repeat. Um, but, you know, looking forward to four majors left this year, the CP uh, – Canadian Women's Open is actually an hour away from my hometown, so I'm sure the crowds will be very large there. And um, after Hawaii, we have two events back-to-back in L.A. for the first time. So lots of uh, very full schedule, but I'm looking forward to hopefully playing well and you know moving the world ranking up a little bit. Yeah, we're looking forward to following you, and we'll be cheering you on. Brooke, thanks again for joining us. Uh, take care, and best of luck the rest of the way this year. We'll be pulling for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, how good was that? Brooke Henderson joining us, courtesy of Skechers. If you want comfort, if you want performance in the golf shoe, as she said, you got to give Skechers a try. Certainly, they walk many, many miles in those shoes. Comfort is key. Well, special thanks to Brooke Henderson for joining us, for Skechers, for putting it together. And to you, our listeners, we'll do it again next time. We have another episode of the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast here at WorldwideGolfShops.com. So long, everyone.